Hey, what's up? It's Emily, and I'm pretty sure that compassionate, coordinated healthcare is something on the top of everyone's mind. That is why I love Live by Advantia Health. From primary care to mental health and gynecology to obstetrics, Live understands these are all connected and important to you. Live is a membership-based practice in the heart of DC that prioritizes your experience. Plus, Live accepts all major insurance. So take charge of your healthcare on your schedule and choose Live. Learn more and become a member by searching for Live by Advantia. L-I-V by Advantia. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Big Red Bus as we take the glorious monstrosity out onto the snowy streets of Chicago. In April, there's snow on the ground, April 18th, but there is some fire left in the beloved bull. What say you, my co-pilot, the great one, Doug Tonus? <laughs> you seem awfully excited about a loss. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought I thought last night was a disaster, really. I mean, I guess they were competitive. They did hold a lead in the fourth quarter, but I mean, like, you know, Giannis was plus 19 on the night. You know, had foul trouble the whole night. That's not going to happen again, getting called on these ticky-tack offensive fouls. You know, you just felt like everything the Bucks did to the Bulls was probably repeatable, and the Bucks missed a lot of open shots. I, I don't know. I, I, I did not feel oh, as, as, as promising. At least we didn't lose by 30, I guess. Good job there. Well, I, I, I doubt we're going to shoot 18% from three again. I mean, that was uh, that was pretty atrocious. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? What are the odds of that? Yeah. yeah. Would you think the Bucks are going to shoot as badly again? No, but they shot significantly better than the Bulls did. I mean, and I, yeah, I will I, I will say 65% from the free throw line for I the Bucks is not I don't know. I felt, I felt like uh, I, I just did not feel good about that. Like, this is a game I felt the Bulls could have won. You, you are not going to have a remotely as good a defensive Effort, or I guess you'd say a defensive outcome. I don't know that it was all really on the Bulls. I think the, the Bucks just played really badly. You're not going to have that again, I don't think, in this game. I, I think you got lucky. This is the one you had to steal, and you didn't steal it. Uh, yeah, make a good point. I mean, I don't think they're going to shoot that bad again. They shot 40% the Bucks from the field and only 25% from three. You expect a better effort. But there were some incredible efforts on the Bulls' side. I thought defensively, Caruso in the fourth quarter – is about as good as it gets from a perimeter defender. He was absolutely unbelievable in that fourth quarter. He did not play Agreed. well offensively. Um, and, you know, I thought there were some really nice efforts by the bench. I thought uh, Jones Jr. brought some fire, uh, brought us uh, the same amount of rebounds in nine minutes that Javante Green brought in 17. You know, I, I think he needs to be played more and put into the rotation. I, I thought overall the Bulls – I understand your point. Like, yeah, are we going to get this type of – performance again to me i'm just ecstatic that they were competitive they had a lead late in this game after getting blown out time and time again and it looked like that was about ready to happen again and our our big three were awful doug absolutely awful in in terms of shooting the ball although i I know there's vooch defenders who will argue you know based on his his total points that he actually had a good game i thought he was terrible for the most part again you know two of ten from three The, the the milwaukee Obviously, their game plan is just let him beat us, beat them from three, and it worked because he can't do it anymore. And uh, they weren't even guarding him basically on at the end of the game, the fourth quarter. Or so, you know, what say you? I, I mean, clearly, Demar was the biggest disappointment. 
You know I mean, like, I, I don't know how you got this far without mentioning that, because that was by far not even close the biggest disappointment in this game. Yeah, he he just was awful in every way you could say it. I thought Vooch played better than his numbers. You know, like I'm I'm one of the biggest Vooch detractors, but I, after this game, I have no reason to to point a finger at him at all. I, I agree, his shooting was bad. Zach was also two of ten from three. You know, Vooch has been bad all year, so we're kind of used to that. And then Vooch did a lot inside, you know, and, and got a lot of points there. His his overall shooting percentage would have been a lot better, but yeah, I think he had like four or five like offensive rebound hit misses. You know, that count against his shooting percentage. So he really didn't use as many possessions as it looked like. On the, on the stat line. So Vooch, uh, whatever, I, I don't not like he was amazing or anything, but I, I would argue Vooch was probably the second best player on the team behind Caruso. And, you know, Zach didn't really do much. You know, the Kobe White looked pretty good in, in limited minutes. I mean, in the one big run they had, you know, Kobe White hit a three, got a layup, uh, had, a, had a couple of nice plays. You know, I thought he played okay. But, yeah, we just overall, like, it was an offensive slog for this team. And, and they couldn't really get anything going. And I, I think it looked better than it should have because it was also just that kind of night for the Bucks. Maybe a team, a night where both teams were rusty for resting so long. Both just came out, you know, not, not great. I mean, I guess actually the Bucks came out amazing and scored almost every other initial possessions, but, you know, Russ settled in. I don't know. But like it, it was an off night for both teams on offense. And of, of the things that I did see, I thought what the Bucks showed was, was more likely to be predictive of what's going to happen in the future. Than, than what the Bulls showed. Well, two Bucks did have great games. I mean, Giannis had was 10 and 19 from the field. He had 16 rebounds and 27 points. And then what really killed us was Brooke Lopez. And that's, to me, all on the vast majority of that's on Vooch. So I disagree. Well, I don't feel he played as well. Had, which wasn't on him. Which I, was caught on switches and other stuff. I, let me again, I'm not trying streak. to defend Vooch, but yeah. I don't think, I don't think, like, I look at that and say, I mean, Lopez, a lot of his action was, was not when Vooch was defending him. I would highlight a play at 85-82. Caruso's on Giannis. Shot clock running down at the end of the game. Very key play. Caruso did an incredible job defensively on this specific play to get you know Giannis to settle basically for a fall away out of, out of bounds as the shot clock's running down to zero. And Vooch fell asleep, allowed Lopez to get, get in, get positioned, present himself as an available pass. Giannis threw it to him for a you know, layup basically and uh you know it's 87 82 and end the story pretty much from that point forward really frustrating i just thought the bulls could have could have won this game uh if they had any type of semblance of decent play from our big three let me also counter one more time what's like if you got a surprise big play from anyone you know like you said there was a really bad offensive performance and some of it was great bucks defense but I'd say like every three pointer off the top of my head that boot shot was wide open. Yes. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe there was a couple that weren't, but like the vast majority of those, like no one in the zip code. I mean, like if I had ten shots like that, I'd hit four of them. So you know, like that that's disappointing. But again, not all that different to what we've seen all year. You know, like based on the season, he would make three of those, and he made two. So it's not like this should be some huge surprise based on what we've seen all year long. Good good call. So, it's just it's just killing this team though, because I know Demar took a lot of heat, rightly so, for poor performance. But if you watch in the fourth quarter, right after the play I referred to, and I highlighted this on my Twitter account, and you can go see it. 87-82, Bulls do a pick and pop with Demar ball handling, and Vooch goes out to set a pick, pops out to the three point line. Lopez just they just double him. They don't even they just completely ignore Vooch, 
at the three-point line, and there are no more lanes at all for these guys. He might as well operate. be Javante Green at this point out there. Yes, yes, <laughs> he exactly. Well he's, shooting, he's shooting as well as Javante would, and they they care about him as much as they care about Javante out there. They yeah, want. They're they're, they're yeah. absolutely waiting for Rooch to beat them, and he's and he's not. So yeah. that is that is a problem. But you know, Demar missed a lot of shots he should make. Uh, I, I felt like Demar also settled for a lot of these shots that were like one step inside the, the three-point line mm-hmm. instead of getting closer to the free-throw line. You know, like so many of his shots he takes are contested twos, but I feel like he gets really effective when he's around 17 feet, even when there's a good contest, and he was taking a lot more like 20-footers, I felt. So I think that would be an adjustment I'd like to see from DeMar, just like, you know, don't settle for the shot at 20 feet. If you're going to take a contested mid-ranger, you can get a contested mid-ranger in the like the 12 to 17 foot range. You know, if it's going to be contested anyway, you can get down there. Like get down there closer then. Don't don't settle for this like 20 foot contested shot. You know, open yeah. 20 footer sure. He's made that, but but don't don't take a contested 20 footer. In fairness to Demar, he did have eight rebounds, six assists and did get to the free throw line six times. Hit all six. Yeah, so you're going to be in fairness, Booch got to the free throw line five times and had like five gazillion rebounds. So Seventeen. Like, I don't know why you're railing on Booch. I mean, like, like, let's not let's not give any unfairness to Demar. He Demar was had three steals. Awful. There's nothing fair. Like the fair is to say he was a god awful train wreck in that game. That's what's fair to say about Demar Derozan in this particular game. He did not play well. He also attracted far more attention from better defenders than anybody else in this team. So I do agree with you. He did not play well. But again, every time he handled the ball. Going into a hard trap off a pick and roll. Look, I'm, how many wins have we had in the last three months where DeMar DeRozan didn't play like an MVP? It's like almost none. So, like, we need him. Like, like look, like, I agree, Vooch is disappointing, but that's a season-long disappointment. You can't be sitting here in playoff time going, Vooch was god-awful all year, and I expect him to now shoot 45% from three in the playoffs and and do all this stuff for you. Vooch, Vooch had a pretty good game for Vooch standards. You know, again, the shooting wasn't great. He's not attracting attention. Those are problems, but those are problems that have existed all along. So that's not that's not what gave us, you know, these problems. You know, Zach Levine shooting really poorly, two of ten from three. You can't have that. Demar Derozan going, was it six of twenty-five? Yeah, under twenty-five percent can't have that. That's that 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 is where you lost this game is the performance of of those guys. And can I just point out some like super bizarre ass coaching stuff in this game? Sure. Like, I, I'll, I'll why bring the up hell? One. Why the hell did, did uh, Milwaukee take Giannis out with like a minute and a half left in the close game? We had five like, fouls. He had five fouls. I think so, was, so what? Yeah. <laughs> like you, what? You saved him for <laughs> overtime. You're, like it's insane. It's completely insane that they did that. Like, yeah, it's completely insane. And then, all right, Bulls are down five with 15 seconds on the clock. Why the hell are we taking a De- Demar Derozan? mid-range two-point shot yes what are you hoping to bring it to three and then hope they miss both free throws when you foul them and now you're running out of timeouts you don't have enough time to play that game i i felt like at the time they shouldn't have fouled when there was like there was like a four second difference in the shot clock caruso and if milwaukee yeah. played it perfectly they could have ended the game on a shot like the ball could have been in the air three seconds plus the rebound yeah but they probably aren't going to play it perfectly you're probably going to get the rebound with about one second left and I'd rather take a chance at one second and down by three than 15 seconds and down by five. But, you know, I don't know. Well, th- that was a close one. I-, I thought that play, I mean, because if yeah, you get a shot Yeah, that could have gone either up, way, but I- yeah. I'm just telling you my opinion. Like, and there is an absolute chance. I'm, I'm not saying you, 
one, you might not get the rebound. Right. And two, like I said, if the guy shoots like with like less than a second on the clock, you might get the rebound too late. So like there was a risk there too. Like it, it's just a bad situation that you're in. But I thought being down five with 15 seconds left was like, there's no hope. Like you're going to hope you hit a three that you didn't even take, which was just God awful. Like, I don't know what you're doing there. I mean, you've got to take a three at that point. Yeah. But you have to hope to hit a three, and then you bring it down to two. Then you have to hope they miss one of the two free throws, and then you have to hope another, you hit another three. And I can't remember if they had two timeouts left to even advance the ball twice. But, like, it's – like, that's <laughs> really grim situation. Anyway, I, I did that one I didn't the mind. Question. I thought it, was, it could go yeah. either way, but I would have gone the other way. Donovan also uh, – I think it was about – I can't recall how many minutes were left in the game, but Caruso had a stretch where he was just absolutely incredible on the defensive end getting steal after steal, you know, defensive play after defensive play, and he pulls him out. Like, unless he was asking to come out at that point, I, I don't know why you pull him out. You pull him out, you put Zach in, and they w- immediately went on like an 8-0 run. Uh, fine if you want to bring Zach in. Don't take out Caruso. He just guarded Giannis and, uh, by himself in the post. I mean, the team is a disaster defensively when he's off the court, I think. And I, I just felt like that was a huge mistake to take out Caruso at that point. You got to ride him to the end of the game. He did come back in, and I don't understand the thinking there. So I could be wrong. Maybe he was tired. Maybe he needed a breather. Maybe that was the thinking. He did come back shortly thereafter. But that, I thought that was a critical, critical move. Yeah, I mean, I think instead you could you could have called called a timeout, him <laughs> <Not laughs> some rest. Even you know, so, like if you needed right. to at this point, like it was two minutes. Like because they didn't give him like a huge breather anyway. But yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, Caruso was going balls out. There is a pretty good chance that he was going to need a rest. You know, if you needed him for the rest of the fourth quarter, he wasn't going to be able to play, you know, at Ferrari speed for the next seven minutes or whatever it was. You know, like he probably did need a little bit of a breather to, to give you that full effort. So I, I sort of understand it. But like I said, in the end, in the end not enough Bulls played well, right? Like, like Caruso had a good game and there's like no one else. And I, and I agree with you know, well, Caruso in there in that circumstance yeah. because he was the only one who was kind of consistently helping you, you know, that night. He did not shoot well from three, Caruso. He's been really bad lately, uh, shooting wide-open threes and bricking them, unfortunately. He's not a good three-point shooter. Yeah. Like, you know, he had a good percentage, but he's never had a, a high volume. You know, you know, he's always taken them in low numbers. You know, it's uh, I, I talked a lot about how people vastly overrated Vucevic as a three-point shooter. Like, he's had one good three-point shooting season in his career, and that was the year we traded with him. At the time we traded with him, he had like half a season of good three-point shooting in his entire career. And people act like, oh, I can't believe he's shooting poorly from three. Well, like it wouldn't have shocked me if he got if he stayed good. Like I'm not saying it was destiny that he was going to be bad. But there was no history here. Like lots of guys have an anomaly year and have a good year, and then they, they come back to their mean. And that's clearly what seems to have happened with the Vooch. And Caruso was a little similar. Like this guy's never shot threes in volume. He had a good percentage one year. Yeah, but he didn't come into the league as a as a guy people looked at as a good three point shooter, so it's not surprising to me that he's also kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, you know, hopefully that's something he's, he's still a young kid. Hopefully he can he can improve on that as time goes on. And based on his role and what he knows he has to do, I'm sure he'll work hard on that in the summer. Hopefully he comes back better next year. But I have no faith in Crusoe launching a three at this point. You know, in, in the postseason, and that's a real problem for the Bulls. You don't have a lot of faith in any of their guys shooting threes. Like, who do you believe in shooting a three right Kobe now? Kobe White. I thought Kobe White had an understated, really nice game in that first half. Like, we start out, we get punched in the face. It looks like we're going to get blown out. Absolutely horrific start. 
in that second quarter or late first quarter, I can't remember exactly when he, he came in, but I thought he had a really nice stretch that kind of turned the tide and really let our – our bench played pretty well over the, overall, I thought. I mean, they yeah, were – Yeah, he was, he was pretty good. He, he also had a nice stretch in the third, you know, which is a big part of our run to take the lead. You know, right. he, was, he was very crucial in that, that area too. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. I think Kobe White had a nice game. You know, Kobe White, though, we've, we've seen Kobe a lot. Like he's kind of a up-and-down – you know, kind of player, but you know, I, I, I probably would say if, if some guy's taking a three right now, like God, like who do you even trust? Patrick Zach Williams is not shot that well. Yeah. You know, Patrick Williams was is scared to shoot. Like he passed up. It was like a kind of like near back to back possessions. He passed up a wide open three, and then the next one he forced one because he realized he passed up the last one. Yeah, you know, like this this whole team is this, like they don't have they're they're scared at the three point line, and Kobe White is at least one guy like. God, it's weird to say, but he might be the guy I might trust most taking a three-point shot right now. Because, one, I don't think Kobe White has any conscience about shooting a three. Well, I'd still trust Zach more, even though he had a horrible game yesterday. You know? Yeah, if Zach had an open three, I agree. Like, Kobe White's getting a lot more open threes than Zach is. Like, like they clearly are always keeping a bead on Levine. Like, Levine's not getting, you know, open looks or open touches. You know, whereas Kobe White, when he comes in, yeah, he still is going to get the opportunity to get some open threes here and there. Yeah, I thought there was Zach had some really questionable, horrible decisions uh, to close that game. He threw up a three when they were down by three, and Holiday was right on him. It's like, I don't know why you're shooting a contested three in, early in the shot clock when you should have been working for a better shot than that. It was kind of a deep three, too. Like, it yeah. was, if I'm thinking of the right play. Terrible shot. You know, shot. he was also yes. like three, four feet behind the line. And I kind of get it. Like, Zach's a momentum player. If he's feeling it, like, Sometimes he just takes those shots, and he got that off really cleanly. So I think he felt confident in the type of look he had there. But yeah, like like statistically, like taking a three early in the shot clock that's like four feet behind the line where a guy is still near you is not a good look. With the best perimeter <laughs> defender on their team, on, right on you, Holiday, arguably in the league, one of the yeah. better perimeter yeah, defenders. Yeah, I don't in the think league. he was right on him. Like I mean, Zach got that look off pretty cleanly. He wasn't fading away or anyway, whatever. I don't want to like. Bull- labor at one point i mean in the end it was like this was a team searching for answers like you know everyone who put up a shot you're like oh that was a lousy shot but that was everyone like the only one getting good shots was gooch who was missing all of them at least from from three right you know he, he had a lot of clean looks but you know he, he didn't have any confidence in him taking them and you know a lot of his looks were like in and out it's not like he was like this thing by a ton he had i think like two or three threes that that were like halfway down and then spun out or you know, double rim bounced out. So, you know, that's a little disappointing. Hopefully he does better next time. You know, I, I don't put a lot of blame there, though. Like I said, this is this is what you've been dealing with all year. You can't get into the playoffs and now be like, oh, I expect Gooch to all of a sudden be better than Gooch has been all season. Like, why would you expect that? You know, I expect DeMar to step up. I expect Zach to step up. If we're going to win, those guys are going to are, are gonna do what they've done. That's how we've won games. Not one game is because Vucevic is destroying everyone. Be great if he can. You know, I hope he finds a way to do it. But you can't rely on that. You've seen a whole season where that hasn't worked, so you can't rely on that at this point. You have to, you have to. The guys who who brought you here have, have got to win these games. Doug, I just gotta say though, I mean, to put it all in Demar and and Zach, and why are they sucking? Why are they playing so bad? I mean, there's nowhere for them to go. This is a huge team. They're very good defensively. There's been nowhere for Demar to go all year. Uh, all that, year, Demar has been taking double team well, mid range yeah, shots yeah, but, and whatever. 
Yeah, that's, but that's what when you're playing done. Charlotte, Doug, when you're playing Charlotte and bad teams that don't have any rim defenders, you can do that. You can get away with it, and you can score, and you can have great games like you did in that six-game stretch. When you're playing the Milwaukee Bucks, who have two excellent rim defenders in Lopez and Giannis, and you, it, it's, it's hard enough to get to the rim and finish with those two guys there. And then you have Lopez just basically hanging in the paint because Vooch can't pull him out. That's that's tough. I mean, to me, this yeah, whole series depends tough. on depends on it's if tough. Vooch can hit at forty percent, fifty percent from three, and knock down some of these three point shots where he's wide open. That will free up everything for everyone else. That's how the series is going to be won. If we're going to win a game sure, or two, it will. yeah. If you just want to hope that Vooch is going to be a good three point shooter, feel free. Well, he's wide open. Feel free to hope that that happens. We just need a whole season to show that that's not going to happen. But feel free to hope that it happens. But in the, in the end, look, look, I agree with you. The other thing is probably not going to happen either for the reasons you state. This is just a situation where the Bulls are playing a team that's much better than them. And it, 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 they're going to need someone to do something that's really hard. Yeah. They don't have like, anybody I mean, to in the end, like, you know, I think, yeah. So, yeah, if you want to say Bucci needs to play better, or I want to say DeMar needs to play better. And then we're both – both right, when, you know, like, in, and that it's going to be either hard for either one of those to do so. Probably both right. Like, this is just a series we're probably not going to win. And then we knew that coming in. Like, at this point, what would you, how many wins do you think? I mean, I know you said at the beginning of the season, seven playoff wins for the Bulls. I think you don't think that's true now. No, no. Like, how I, many, I, how I'm many wins do you think the Bulls get in this series? Did we talk about this last show? I think we were saying, like, like the over-under is like a half win. Like, no <laughs> I think they'll get one win. win. Three games in I, this series, right? I, I think like, they'll get one win. I think they'll win game three in, in, in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. They'll, like, you, you look at his team and you're like, they'll probably have a hot shooting night once and win one game. But, like, if they got swept, you wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened, right? Like, yeah. you're not looking at this series as, oh, this is going to be super highly competitive. These teams are neck and neck in ability and talent. Like, no one's evaluating the series that way. Like, the preseason series odds were, like, 82% Bucks, 17% Bulls. Like, that's a landslide in terms of, of playoff odds. Yeah. Like, that, that's, like, the odds that predict the sweep. So, you know, like, this is just a tough situation. There's not really a lot of things you're going to be able to do here. I agree. If Gooch can somehow hit threes all of a sudden, that would make a huge difference for this team. Do I think it's going to happen? No. If DeMar can bring back... You know, DeMarvelous, the MVP, yeah, that'd be great too. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not against this defense. Probably not while they're ignoring Vucevic, like you're right there too. So it's it's just going to be a tough road for the Bulls. Well, part of the issue is is that you don't have any, like, you don't have any two, two-way players on this team. Like, if you look at Kobe White, you bring in Kobe White, he's fantastic sometimes to punish the doubles and the aggressive defense on the other players, uh, you know, especially DeRozan. But he's not good defensively. You know, at best, he's average. At best, if he's going well. And that's why, you know, losing Lonzo, he's one of the few two-way Kills players it. on this team. Because he, he does play good perimeter defense, but he can also punish, you know, aggressive doubles by hitting the three at a high rate. You know, so that's a that's a guy that would help solve some of the problems. And obviously, yeah. he's not going to come here to save us. But it, it did. I don't think it's a coincidence the Bulls just kind of tanked after he left. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll say is, like, they did – they did have a really nice stretch even while he was out against bad teams. But, you know, DeRozan was playing at a top 10 all-time player level during that stretch, and we clearly knew that wasn't going to happen. So, you know, I, I agree. If, if Lonzo was here, it would be a totally different series. Like, I would think the Bulls would lose if Lonzo was here. 
But I think it would be like I'd expect them to win two or three games. Yes. Like I would expect yes. them to win two or three games. Um, and make it a really close series. And every game I feel would be hard fought because everything the Bulls are lacking, Lonzo breaks. Mm-hmm. You know, having another really great defender Rebound. and having another really good uh, shooter and having you know someone who can play all these different positions would would just just help so much. Getting so many more easy baskets in transition, you know, creating more steals and all this other stuff. It would just it would help a ton to have Lonzo and, and whatever we don't. And you know what? With this injury that he just had, we should be nervous about Lonzo for the rest of his career as a bull. Not to say you can't come back from a meniscus, but Lonzo's been hurt every year. He's got knee injuries, uh, so they're the kind that stack onto each other. Yeah, maybe the one good positive thing is he's not a guy who's destroying people with athleticism off the bounce anyway. So, you know, he's, he's not maybe quite as reliant. But, you know, like, do you but feel good about Lonzo is, being healthy next year? Yeah. The year after that? His defense is very important to have a good knee and good at lateral yeah. movement. And, and but he's, he's able- not like a Caruso burst defense athlete either. Like, he's he is an extraordinarily cerebral defender. I think he would be okay with a teeny – I mean, Obviously, anytime you lose athleticism, it hurts. But I think he is, even on defense, less reliant on that than someone else might be. Yeah, yeah. I would like to, you know, wrap this up. We're getting close to the half hour mark here, but I did want to wrap this up with some commentary on the officiating. Zach has a absolutely atrocious charge call. His fourth foul. Why was that play not challenged by Billy Donovan? There are so many plays I can't believe that Donovan didn't challenge that were bad. Like is that number one though? Well, how about that, the box that was out? up there? I, and you know, so I think like Giannis drew a defensive foul like like a minute later on like the identical contact of yeah. like someone sliding underneath him. Yes, like at the last second. I, I thought like Middleton's feet were not. I think it was Middleton who drew that that charge. His feet were not set. You know, he had like one foot down and one foot in the air. He was moving sideways in front of Zach and making no play on the ball. It is it, to me is no question a block. Maybe you could go no call, but it's it's definitely not a charge. That was that was a terrible call, and the rest of the whole night were awful. Like yeah. it was super weird. Like they they called almost nothing except like weird ticky tack offensive fouls. Like it, it just felt like it was super strange. And that that over the back on Pat Williams. Oh my god! Or, That's or, the one or whatever, not yeah. non over the back uh, foul on Pat Williams for like backing into Giannis while he was jumping over his back. Oh my God, that that was ridiculous, and and I think like there were several calls which I thought should have gone against Giannis, and I think they just didn't want to call him out. No, there was that play. Well, first of all, fine, you don't want to call him out. You don't call don't a call on Patrick Williams. He's perfect position boxing out. If you look at the replay on that, Giannis has his hand on his shoulder. He's like literally climbing over his back to get to the ball. You don't call a foul on Williams. It's insanity. Like, and how do you not challenge that? Like. Well, it, 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 is, is Billy aware this is a tool you can use? I mean, my God, it's insanity. Didn't, I don't even recall him challenging a call yesterday. Did he not? Like, I some, don't remember. Somebody needs to ask him that. Stuff. Why did you not challenge those two calls? I understand, like, hey, I want to save it for the end of the game. D- d- give, give me a break. You have to challenge that if that's Zach's fourth foul. Yeah, come on, yeah. Bill. I mean, incredible. Incredible. Like, I, I don't know, man. He's been doing that all year, and I find it extremely yeah. I don't, irritating. I don't think they would have overturned it. Even I think they, they would have overturned it. I absolutely Because they just never overturn anything. Like, they just don't want to show up the reps. Like, the reps don't want to, whatever. They just almost never overturn anything. So I don't think they would overturn that anyway. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it was like so obvious, even though I think if, if you had no knowledge of what the call was, and this is how I think they should redo replay. They should send it. They, you have the technology to make this obvious. You should send it to like somewhere in New York. Yeah. Third where they party. have no idea what the original call was. And they just say, what do you think the best call in this situation is? Great. You think this is a charge yeah. or a block or a no call? And even give give them the option to just remove a call. And just say, you know, watching this with no context or understanding what's going on. You don't know how many fouls anyone has. You don't know anything about what is happening in the game. You just have to say, what do you think the best call to make here is? And then just let them make the call. You could that, even that, say, that's, yeah, you that's a great idea, Doug. You could even say, too, if they say no call, then then you go to the original call on the court. Right. If there's no yeah, call, whatever yeah, the you call can even was, say, yeah, no call just goes there. Whatever. I just, I just think like that's that's what you should do. I, I I hate the way replay works because it feels to me like the refs don't want to ever overturn anything they did, even though it's like, yeah, it's probably seventy percent should go this way, but we'll just keep it with the original call. Agreed. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's not worth talking about in this game. It's not why I'm lost, not as excited but, about yeah. as as you are, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see. At least we weren't embarrassed. <laughs> I, I still feel – I actually feel like – I think Vooch has it in him to have a game where he's shooting 40 or 50%. And I think at that point the Bulls the, – the Bucks bench is not good. The Bucks lost P.J. Tucker, and that is you know not talked about a lot. You're playing Wes Matthews is really near the end of his career, bar- barely hanging on. I know you could say, well, so is P.J. Tucker. No, P.J. Tucker is a rock-solid rotation player, and he's having success with Miami. He's a good player. He's much better than Wes Matthews and what these guys have coming off the bench. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, like, they're not as good as they were last year, and this is a team that can be beat. They can be beat. and Not uh, by us. Not by us, yeah. Not without Lonzo. <laughs> not without, not Lonzo. without Lonzo. Yeah, exactly. With Lonzo, that's the most disappointing thing about this season is, like, you could have lived with all of those losses, and if Lonzo came back with, like, three games left, you could have geared up for, like, hope that we could recapture all this magic. Yeah. Exactly. And that's a, that. That's a really sad point about the season. But yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, it, it, you never know in a short series. Any game can go any way, right? Like you can just have all ball stuff happen. You know, and the, the fact that now the Bulls need odd stuff to happen four games and six, um, probably not going to. But I think we'd be excited. You know, I mean, like, it sounds awful to say, but I think we'd kind of be excited if they kept every game close and won one game. Yeah, like you kind of feel okay about that, and if they somehow win two games, you'd be like, "All right, great." You know, they they showed up well. Guys are getting playoff experience. You know, it's good for Zach to finally get some. It's good for Pat and Io and some of these younger kids that we Kobe Kobe to White. be in the next yeah. time to get some. Yeah, so. yeah, it, that's part of the reason I wasn't nearly as upset as you were, is because it looked like they were going to get blown out. They didn't get blown out. They had a lead late. They were very competitive. That's what I want to see. I'm not yeah. expecting. I'm not, to win I'm this not upset. Series. I just don't think that they have a chance to win. Like I, you know, like then this is what I expect. I expect them to lose all four games or four out of five. So, like, there's no no outcome where I'm going to be like shockingly surprised or anything. Well, on so, that note, DT, uh, we're going to do another show. I, I want to do a show after every one of these games because these are big games, and this is a good discussion. And I love your input. Um, you're much more positive on Vooch than I expected because, you know, I was told yesterday that he had a great game. I didn't expect, I didn't think he had a great game. I didn't think he shot the ball well at all. And I don't think that's. Yeah, I didn't think it was great. It just wasn't as bad as everyone else. <laughs> okay, good. Kind of like that. Like everyone else took two steps back and Vooch played how he's played all season. That's how I look at it. All right, my friend. Until right. next time, let's bring the big red bus in and there's still a chance. 
you know, okay. just like Dumb and Dumber. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> there's still a chance. <laughs> there's still a chance. Like more like one in a million, there's still a chance. All right, brother. Hey, man, have a good one. Always good to talk to you, DT. Go Bulls, man. We'll make this fun. Bye-bye. Hey, what's up? It's Emily, and I'm pretty sure that compassionate, coordinated healthcare is something on the top of everyone's mind. That is why I love Live by Advantia Health. From primary care to mental health and gynecology to obstetrics, Live understands these are all connected and important to you. Live is a membership-based practice in the heart of DC that prioritizes your experience. Plus, Live accepts all major insurance. So take charge of your healthcare on your schedule and choose Live. Learn more and become a member by searching for Live by Advantia. L-I-V by Advantia.